0: Hello and welcome back to Making Love in Tel Aviv. This is Amy, also known as Arnie. Um, I feel like I want to open up and kind of show my personality. So my friends do call me Arnie. So I might refer to myself as that sometimes. But I did realize, being that I have ADD, um, I kind of forgot to introduce myself, which is funny because I want everyone to get to know me better. Um so I am twenty seven. My birthday is in June. I've lived in Tel Aviv for about two and a half years. Yeah, just about. I actually landed on August twenty ninth, twenty nineteen. So right before Corona, Ha Corona. Um so I had about like five ish six months of normal normalcy, I think. In February, it was starting to get kind of fishy, so I would say five months, but yeah. Um, And I studied at Temple University. I studied PR, and I grew up in Philly also, so I spent up until about 22 in Philly. And then I moved to New York immediately after college. Loved it. I lived in Brooklyn and in Manhattan. I loved, loved, loved living in East Williamsburg. I think that was, like, really... Something important that I did for myself um I really enjoyed that I made a lot of good friends living there and definitely a better quality of life and then I moved to Tel Aviv I kind of always been wanting to live abroad um, I studied abroad in college in Florence, but I kind of always had this itch sounds silly, but I always kind of felt better on this side of the Atlantic like I don't know it just like. I always felt really good when I was traveling and living abroad and I knew some people who lived in Israel and were like really loving it It looked amazing and then um it was like summer 2018 my friends were coming to Israel um they actually still hadn't they'd been a bunch to Israel but they'd been they hadn't been on birthright and they're like hey let's just like use the trip and then we'll just extend and so they're like, just meet us after. So me and my other friend came and met them. And we hung out with our friends who live here and like people from their trip that they met. And it was like so, so, so fun. Um, And I was like, I can do this. Like it was my first time being in Israel that wasn't on an organized trip. It was my third time. Yeah, my third time here. Um, And I just kind of got to like live and do Tel Aviv the way Tel Avivians are doing it obviously it's like a little jaded because i wasn't working and i was going to the beach and whatever but like more or less like i feel like i got a good taste so then i came back one more time um in december for about like two weeks and i stayed with someone um a friend and yeah and then i was like i kind of want to move and if i don't like it i can go back home because i will always say this i find myself to be one of the most privileged people in Israel, I can happily leave if I want to and go back to the U.S. or I can stay here and also live a great life. So I kind of took advantage of the opportunity that I was able to basically become a citizen without questions um, because of heritage. And I did it. And so I moved and I've been here ever since. It's been about like two and a half years, like I said. Um, And also like there's a lot of opportunity here and it's like a good, especially like if you're not native in the language before moving here I think Tel Aviv is like a really nice soft landing um and also there's like a lot of good job opportunities and lifestyle and whatever but like it really was a good fit for me for a bunch of reasons um so yeah that's just like a little bit about me and some personal things I want to talk about and share just so everyone can get a little get to know me a little bit better um I play tennis I also do pilates um, I really enjoy being creative. I love going to concerts and doing my own kind of creative thing. I'm very into like mindset right now. I think I mentioned in the little intro before when I kind of had my like big breakdown in August. Like I was always very like it, like aware of mindfulness and like manifesting and like journaling cuz my one of my best friends from college Her and her husband have this company. It's an amazing company called Selfware is for Everyone. So hi, Sasha and Um, They have this amazing, amazing company about self-care and like really live by the practices of their business. And so Sasha has been exposing me to this stuff since like college, like, you know, 2012 to 2016. She's been talking about this stuff. And then I found myself like kind of using it, kind of not using it, but then in twenty this past summer in 2021, I, I was using this shit and I was like, okay, yes, I I get it. And this is something I want to bring into my everyday life. Like I was saying, it's been a little bit chaotic for me, like the past few weeks. And I really want to get back to that calm and stability and, you know, secureness I had, um, a few months ago. And that's why I'm really that mindfulness and like self um, awareness and self-care is like really really important to me so that's a little bit about me um what else so I think we should just get into it so I wanted to do one of the first episodes about some things I've been noticing that have been coming up a lot with my friends and myself um with dating a little bit of context about me I was in a like a two-year relationship um that ended in August that was like the big boom of a bunch of booms and then um we kind of like rekindled the relationship a little bit for like two or three months and like right now I think I'm just kind of taking a little bit of space and you know focusing on myself because I noticed like my life was starting to feel a little bit chaotic again not because of him but just because of a lot of other factors and i really wanted to just like do me um so still have a lot of respect for him but just kind of wanna wanted to like highlight that a little bit just to give some context because the reason why i'm saying that is because a lot of my friends i've noticed are getting out of these big relationships and now we're all about like 27 28 29 and especially for women that I think is very different kind of age for us opposed to men because of the biological clock thing. Um, we can't deny it. Um, obviously there's a lot of great medical um, advancements in technology that can help make that easier at an older age, but still like that is something I think women deal with subconsciously, consciously, regardless of if they want kids or not even so it's something on our mind and i think when a guy is 27 28 he's not really thinking about it the same way women are not because i'm saying he doesn't want kids but just it's not like ooh, i need to find a partner because i will not be able to not have kids soon it's not there's not the pressure of not being not being able to like maybe have that happen Um, So yeah, so a lot of my friends are kind of like getting more serious and getting engaged, like starting to a little bit get engaged or they're having a lot of big breakups and it's kind of being more the big breakups to be completely honest. And what I'm noticing now that my friends are kind of like rebuilding and starting to date again or my friends who are just have been single um, for a little bit longer and are dating, like there's some themes, which is not surprising because people are creatures of habit and tend to do similar things so what i wanted to talk about was kind of when you're starting to date someone exclusivity what does that mean this is like a big buzzword i guess you could say um that i'm hearing a lot about and like people are kind of like ugh i'm at this stage with this like 3 month mark He doesn't want me to sleep with other people or vice versa. She doesn't want me to sleep with other people. But like I, how do I digest that? And to me, I've actually, I've always kind of had the same stance about this, even since I've been younger, like 20 or 19, whatever. I think exclusivity is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. And I think that because I find it a little bit, dumb and also like a little bit controlling not intentionally controlling but you're basically telling someone also let me preface it this way if everyone is okay with it cool but I typically find that one person's not okay with it and the other one just doesn't want a commitment and basically doesn't want to use a condom anymore and that's why I have this opinion so basically the person is telling you I don't want you sleeping with other people and I don't want you probably like dating other people because that would lead into having sex. But I don't want to be your boyfriend. I don't want to be your girlfriend. So I don't want the commitment, but like you, your body is my property. That's why I feel that way. And I think it's kind of silly. It's like, just make the commitment. And if not, like, I think everything's fair games. Like, some of my friends are like, oh, am I allowed to like see other guys? Like we've been dating for X amount of months. And like, obviously we're talking like a lot and I see him like a few times a week and whatever. I'm like, there's been no discussion. Like you might not want to, and that's a different thing. But like, if you feel like it's not progressing, but at the same time he wants you to be exclusive or she wants you to be exclusive, then that's not fair. Why do you have to stop? Or the other alternative is have the conversation. Don't let the person on the other end be the one that's controlling the narrative. You have a voice. You are the other person in the party. And you should say how you feel. Like, I always encourage my friends, like, you have so much power and you don't need to be needy and be like, what are we? Because that's cringe. And don't do that. And in my opinion, you can say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. If you are. There with me if you're on the same page like cool let's i wanted to go this way i want to be in a community relationship and if they don't they're like actually i'm not really like looking for that then you know and you're not wasting any more time being like oh should i date other people oh this and like worry about someone who obviously isn't prioritizing you but they're prioritizing their dick and like who they're gonna sleep with more or less so that's why i think people i think women Specifically, in like heterosexual relationships, need to be more vocal about how they're feeling, and it's not cringe to like or too aggressive. Like, obviously, after like a little bit of time, feel it out. And I think when both people want to commit, it's very clear, and it's early on; like, there shouldn't really be much confusion there. But like, if it's been a few months and like the pace is nice and you're having fun, but like you want to be exclusive, but there's been no conversation about the future women should step up and express themselves like we don't need to wait around for someone to make a decision for me and then me not be happy with that because I didn't speak up and be my advocate you know so that's why I kind of encourage people like and women to do that but also like don't accept exclusivity what as exclusivity you know like you if you want all of this it's all or nothing for me. Like, you know, like I'm not gonna, unless I'm okay with that, but I just, I think it's kind of like stupid. I'm just going to be completely honest. And I think it's kind of like this weird term that is outdated. It's like, oh, we're talking, we're going on dates and then we're exclusive. And then what, you're my boyfriend. It's like, no, if you don't want me to be with other people. Say I don't want to be with other people. And that to me is really cool, because one, you're being vulnerable, and it shows confidence, it's like, you are my person, I don't want to share you, and like, this is how I feel about you, and that is fucking sexy, so that's kind of my my opinion on it, and um, I would love to hear what other people say, and like, I'd love to also hear um, from guys, if you're again in like, more of a hetero relationship, how you would feel having like, a woman kind of lead that conversation because typically, like from my experience, typically like the guys have been the ones to bring it up. But one time I did bring it up and it felt so good to do that. Um, I, I can't say honestly, I've had a lot of these exclusive talks because when it's been like committed, it's kind of always been like really clear to me from the get go, and we're both kind of like yes, and early on. Uh, but recently, I can say this has been my experience. So it was like dating someone for about three months, I guess. But it was very like, in the beginning, it was definitely more um, consistent, I guess. And there was more energy from both of our sides. Um, but like, towards the end, I think I just be kind of became avoidant, which isn't great. And to me, that kind of just means I'm like not that into it anymore. Like I've just kind of moved past it. But I kind of regret not expressing that sooner. But he was really good about like reading my emotions. But I think I was also really good about telling him beforehand, like, hey, I tend to internalize things like this and this. And he was like, super cool person and would be able to acknowledge him like, hey, I feel like something's bothering you. Because I have a tendency to, like, internalize and be like, no, you're maybe overthinking. it. don't say something or, like, say something. And then it's, like, a boom explosion. I don't handle it. Amazing. I'm, I'm working on that. Um, But with him, I just, like, didn't bring it up. But when he would bring it up, then I would vocalize myself. But I should have been vocalizing myself before he had to ask me. But whatever. Like, so then... I would tell him how he's feeling and he would be totally cool about it. And be like that makes sense whatever whatever but then when things kind of like just fizzled out between us we both hadn't talked to each other in like a week which is like you know it's, it's like a lot of time and he texted me and he's like hey like it seems like neither of us have been like putting a little bit of energy into this but like I'd love to like kind of see where everyone's at since like it's been a few months and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought out said like, Hey, like, I just want to be friends. And I think he obviously was like, okay, cool. And I said, I was like, I think we're kind of on the same page. But at the same time, I now look back and think I should have said it earlier, because we were having like conversations a little bit like about the future. And like, we both didn't really want um, a relationship right now. And we're both kind of dealing with our own shit, but, like, we were having fun and whatever. But, like, I think I should have said something because I think I knew the whole time, like, probably about a month before that. I just, like, wasn't that into it. And going forward, I think I'm going to make a promise to myself to be better about that. But that's kind of leads me into, like, another thing that i am been hearing um, from friends. And I actually heard this from... We met at Acme, who's a really great podcaster. It's called the 10 to 90 theory. So 10% insecure, 90% secure. And that's how you should be feeling in your relationship. So 90% secure is great. It's a healthy relationship. You feel comfortable to express yourself and whatnot. And I think in that relationship I was just talking about, I was, like, overly secure. And I even remember saying that to him one time. I was, like, I'm so secure. I know you like me. I'm not stressed. I know you're going to text me. And then it's, like, you don't care enough. So that's why that 10% of insecurity, that, like, motivates you to be, like, I need to impress my partner. I need to, like, put in effort. I need to, you know, not walk on eggshells because you really shouldn't walk on eggshells. But, like, you should, like when they're upset with you, like, that should bother you, like, when it's, like, I'm really secure, it's, like, okay, whatever, like, I know everything's fine, like, I have them wrapped around my finger, I don't need to worry, but, like, that's not good, because then that's when you take advantage of the person, and you don't want to be taking advantage of your partner, and your partner definitely doesn't want to feel taken advantage of, so that's why I say, like, that little bit of insecurity is good, in my opinion, and I actually really agree with this theory, because I think you need to be on your toes a little bit, because at the end of the day, like, This person is not come I mean, even if you're committed, like they have the option to leave, and like you should know the value you have in front of you and you shouldn't just take them for granted. So that's why I think the 10%'s good. So you don't really take them for granted. Um, but yeah, that are those are some things that I've noticed with my friends um have been experiencing dating. And then it's kind of like at what age do we find that men and women are kind of like on the same maturity level because like kind of what i said earlier about the like biological clock stuff i typically find that men don't really mature to the same level as women until they're over 30 as someone who's like 27 like i don't really find guys to be at my maturity level until I'm like they're over 30 and I'm not saying like women are better or whatever but I just typically find that men are a little bit older with that and processing their feelings and I think that's for a lot of reasons especially in Israel like there is definitely this machismo thing within Israelis and I'll definitely see that more with Mizrahim Um, but also just like guys I think you're And in general, like, being vulnerable and, you know, expressing yourself that's not something they necessarily grew up in. Like, I can say, like, when my dad cries, like, that's a big deal. And I don't really, I should ask him, like, what that's been like in his family. But I just feel like when my family kind of, like, me crying sometimes, like, A big deal but for me like that helps me in a way process like obviously there's a balance but like men should be able to cry and like express themselves and it shouldn't be so uncomfortable and that's why I say the age thing because I don't think people really feel comfortable doing that until they're older like I remember my ex like when he would cry in front of me I was like oh my god I love you even more like you are being so vulnerable with me and you trust me to like break down because I knew that was like a bigger deal for him than it was for me because like I can cry watching like a movie or whatever but actually we watched a movie one time and he cried this was early on we were dating I remember he was like so embarrassed like oh my god oh my god just like bringing up things from like previous relationship whatever and I was like I like love that you feel one comfortable doing that and like you should express yourself like this is me getting to know you and like this is a beautiful side of you, Um, and I don't know if he would have done that earlier on in his life, I think he was at the stage in his life, which was 32 at the time, like, to be better about being vulnerable, and I don't think that really happens for men until they're a little bit older, Um, so that's kind of my opinion on this, I think the format of these little episodes going forward with just me are going to be shorter, Um, I think it's just kind of a quicker little episode and i'll just kind of do these quick opinion based things and then i'm also going to bring back the guests um and those will be longer episodes i actually have a lot of exciting guests coming up so please stay tuned and i really wanted to just say thank you to all my friends and family and anyone who knows me who's supporting this um actually had a record high of streams higher than the old podcast in one day from the first little thing I dropped so I really appreciate all the love and support and the encouragement and I'm really excited to be here and continue doing this and I would love if you can follow the pod on Instagram making love and Tele- sorry making love and t l v underscore pod also stream the podcast on Spotify, Apple or Google um there's a few other ones but I don't really think many people use them But I would love to get some ratings and subscriptions. So please subscribe. And if you're enjoying it, spread the love. Um, And I'm really excited to continue this and come back next week. We will have another episode.